boom hello and welcome back to friday night football as hosted by me and for the Mackham. i've got jacob on the discord and um just want to say it's been a lovely couple of weeks um off i've had uh, a nice holiday in australia and now we're back um i only managed to catch the first 39 minutes before my plane boarded for the Sunderland Hull game. So the first 39 minutes of that game were pretty uneventful. Um, first, let's get let's get Jacob talking. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you doing, mate? It's been a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How have you been? What what's been happening in the last three weeks for you? Um. Well, for finished uni for their holidays and I don't have any assignments to do. I'm on top of that, so good to have a holiday with no work and watch the World Cup final. And now I've been I saw the whole game with DJ on stream and Yeah. First half it just sounded like both sides were poor. But I think second half we were a little bit better, but Yeah. I feel like Hull didn't take advantage much of the red card and they missed <laughs> yeah. the penalty. They had a really good chance and they screwed it up, but we couldn't hold on to our 1-0 lead, so it tells you everything. There, there is a lot to, to digest in that whole, um, that whole game. Um, like I said, I only caught the first 39 minutes of it, but um, what was it? Those 39 minutes were dull, Um it was pretty much mostly in Sullen's favour, but we didn't really attack that often. Um, then, obviously, when I get back, eight and a half, nine hours later in the UK, I fell asleep. So it took me about two days to actually just check how that uh, second half unfolded. And by the sounds of it, it was eventful. Um, not too dissimilar from that World Cup final that you just mentioned. Um, lots of penalties, lots of lots of card action, um, and ultimately ending in a draw. Luckily, we didn't have to go to penalties because you know how crap someone typically are on penalties. Um, Elliot, welcome along. The flight was lovely. Dov, hello. <laughs> um, would love to go, but spiders and long flights sound brutal. So, Honestly, I saw two spiders and they were on an island. Um, generally around the big cities and traveling in air-conditioned cars, they don't come around you that often. Um, the things that you've got to really look out for when you're in Australia are the snakes and actually, quite oddly, kangaroos. Kangaroos are the deer of Australia. They will just jump onto the road and stay there all the time. <laughs> um, I've just said you did not just compare the World Cup final to a summer match I mean the World Cup final wasn't as good as a summer match <laughs> not sure my bias there at all um, do you know what the World Cup final we'll talk about that first obviously the three weeks that I was away I think I caught the first group first two group games in the UK for England and then everything was completely um like through time wise so I'd wake up at like 3am 6am for the to watch the England games the group stages Jacob what do you reckon of um, our progression 
<laughs> Can't take the slander. <laughs> stick around, Dom. Stick around. What do you reckon? What do you reckon England's? So we'll talk about England's World Cup and then we'll move on to France because they knocked us out, right? So England's World Cup. What What do you think of the the opening game against Wales? Was it Wales? Uh, no, our first game was Iran in the group. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's six two. Yeah. Yeah. Mental, they right? Were, yeah, they were dirty, they were dirty they ran, but we did well in that game. And then US, we were dreadful we, against US. We, but US, they did have some good players, but we should be beating the USA. We, we, and then Wales, we, I think we pretty much battered them, really. Mm-hmm. And that was, then we went through, didn't we? We played, um, who did we play after that? Senegal. 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 Senegal were pretty decent at first, but then I think England started to catch up and we were good then. And then France, we were, to be fair, I think we were the better team. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't think there was all you could do about the French goals, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. The, the 6 1 win, or 6 2 win, against, sorry, against Iran. Yeah. That was a false start that I think a lot of England fans were setting up. We were thinking, look at this, look at this. They're ranked in the top 20 of the world and we're absolutely demolishing them. Yes, it's yes, it's a run. It's a team that's not very used to big tournaments, but we were so comfortable in that game. My concern when I saw those two goals go in, it was that typical oh, shit, here we go again. The referee's not doing the right thing. The VAR should be helping us out. It was just that that little Debbie Downer at the end of it just putting a damper on all of the all of the good work that we did to get six goals in one World Cup match. Um, I think the only other team that did that in this tournament was Portugal. Um, so that's a huge, huge positive. But then the second game, I think we were pretty much on the par of let's not concede if we don't concede I think we were guaranteed to go through in that second match against the USA and that that football was just dreadful it was um, what do you call it um, sleeping fuel anybody watching that game as a neutral as a fan of either team just there was nothing to really cling to um, but then the Wales game and the Senegal game we were very comfortable. We looked like we were getting into our stride. The Gareth Southgate tactics looked like they were panning off. Our team looked like they were a really good team that had played 500 matches together. And then, yeah, then then France happens. So I think the France thing was mainly down to how good Mbappe is and not really much else. Would you... We've had a few injuries, Pogba and Golicante, Benzema, and I think there was someone else. But I think if them players were in the squad, it'd have been a bit tougher, maybe. It would have or... been. To be fair, it was tough enough because we lost. But mm. yeah, um, I, I think if if France had those players going forward, um, they would have won, the won the World Cup. Could you imagine a Mbappe and Benzema striking partnership? they would not have conceded. Uh, I think France's problem in that final, 
I know we're, yeah. we're, we're skipping over the semi-finals here, but the the France's problem was they were they were doing England against the USA in in, in how they approached that match. It was putting too much caution, and it didn't allow the the French players to to flow as how they naturally would. Whereas Argentina were just let's just enjoy it. Let's let's play for the country. Let's play for the play for the enjoyment of the game, not try and waste time trying to snag a counter-attack late on. It was, I don't know, like a couple of moments of brilliance late in the in the game that rescued the, the option or the, the potential for France to actually take something from it. Um, but yeah, I think France deservedly second best and didn't come out as winners in that match, although I would have liked to see France ultimately get the back-to-back yeah. wins in the World Cup. They didn't do enough for the first 75 minutes. So I know the game's played over... Well, this one was played over 120, but most games are played over 90, and if you're doing 15 minutes of work in that to get yourself back into the game, it's it's never going to work. Just look at... I'm going to use our team as a good example. Um, you can't play you can't play just for just 15 minutes because look at what we did against Burnley. We we 2-0 up first half and then we just went to sleep for the rest of the match. Um, and good teams, really good teams, are going to punish you for that. So yeah, Argentina just were a class above France in that game, but only ever ever so slightly. It's um, very much like, do you know the um, Man City-Liverpool game the other day? Yeah. It was very similar to that. Just the slight better quality does does show and win out. Um, Elliot's popped into the chat. Elliot, England, to me, are the best team in the world. We've won the World Cup if Allardyce were manager. That's an interesting point. Because you, you, Jacob, have said you want SF get out. Yeah, numerous I'm, times you the hungry game was yeah, your final straw wasn't it yeah yeah and if you've heard of Robert Jennings you can go up him and see why he doesn't like Southgate and he points out ever since you know just in general with Southgate tournaments yeah 2018 World Cup beat Tunisia beat Panama we've um, they're, they're the teams we should be beating alright yeah beat Sweden beat Colombia and every team we've lost to now under Southgate Every time we come across a top team, we just seem to bottle it. That's what Rory says, Rory Jennings, and it's just same in this World Cup: Iran, Wales, Senegal. So all together: Panama, Tunisia, Sweden, Colombia, Iran. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a, that's a very true thing though, because you just look at the the 2016 Euros when we not got knocked out by Iceland. Nobody was expecting that. That's not a huge team. But it is. Um, I think that was the cocky arrogance of it, and that that's what caused a lot of England changes as well. Um, I'm just going to invite yeah. Dov to the call as well because I think he wants to have a, a little bit of say on the World Cup as well. But yeah, we it against Italy in the Euros. We absolutely bottled it. I think we bottled the Euros. Yeah. Did we bottle the World Cup though? No. Some people are saying we did, but I don't think we did really. I I think one missed penalty. We we had two penalties in that match. We hit one and missed the other. 
if we're only getting scoring opportunities from penalties, I I do think we shouldn't be progressing get from that. Uh, get with your Mourinho's manager, man. It won't happen, but he's a lot better than Southgate. Oh yeah, much better. He'd win us trophies. What Southgate done but memorable. This hindsight's perfect. Um, you can't you can't change the past though. Um, the, the options that could and should and might have happened didn't. <laughs> so I don't think what would have happened if Southgate was the manager in the 2016 Euros because Roy Hodgson should, should he should have been sacked after the 2014 World Cup. Potentially, yeah. That that might have been a the right time for him to go. Yeah, because we didn't even get out of the group in 2014 World Cup in Brazil. We were dreadful. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm just thinking realistically. If you put all of the international teams together right now, where would you put England in the in the in the list? I I do think we'd be in the top five at least, uh, potentially third. Yeah, around there. I'd I'd say about fifth. Yeah, who who, who internationally has better teams than us right now? Obviously France, obviously Argentina, but who else? Who else do you think we couldn't compete against? Well, the thing is, even though Belgium didn't go as far as us, I think they're a little bit better than us, really, aren't they, Belgium? Belgium have, got, Belgium have got better individuals, but I don't think they're better as a team, and that is why I think Southgate is a good England manager. Um. I think I think he's staying until the Euros, though, isn't he? I think that's what's come up recently. He's confirmed he's staying until the Euros, which I'm not sure. He's staying until until the Euros is finished. He's not staying until the Euros. Yeah. Do you think we'll win that, or do you think we'll probably bottle it or get knocked out again? It depends on who we come up against. We'll definitely qualify. Um, and I think we'll get through the group stages, but then as soon as it gets to knockouts, it's who which yeah. players are still uh, still fully fit. We, it's two years off. We could get some nineteen-year-old from I don't know Leicester or mm-hmm. um, Nottingham Forest come through the ranks and absolutely dominate and and um, be a, a shining beacon. You just got to look at the potential that I think has been squandered in Grealish and Foden. Those two players for England are quite anonymous. They're good, yeah. they're really good individuals, but in that in that squad, they're not allowed to shine. The people who are the the biggest stars for England at the minute are obviously Harry Kane, Sterling, and, and Pickford. Saka's not really, not really. Mm. I think Saka. Will pretend, I think long term Saka will have the exact same reputation as Jermaine Defoe with yeah. England. He will be really good in a couple of games. Um, but he, if he wants to step up to the level of the Roonies and um, the, the all time greats, essentially, he needs yeah. to he needs to like define his style and get on with it as well. Yeah. Um, Jack Clark, um, Elliot's saying, will be that shining beacon for England going forward, and that's a really good show. Um, I don't. You just got to give these players the game time, and then um, they've got to be fit. They can't get injured like a month or two before the the tournament starts either, because 
how many England players were actually out of the tournament because of injuries? Like, was it three or four that weren't allowed, weren't selected because of yeah. because of calf injuries, ankle ankle twists, and stuff like that? I, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. It's, it's nature of football. It's a it's a physical game, and there's you could be the best player in the world, but if you get a cough, a cold, or a, <laughs> I don't know, a boo boo, you you you're out of it. So. Most of the teams are beaten in tournaments are teams that we should be beaten. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Southgate beat many top teams, apart from Germany in the Euros, but that Germany team was a Germany team that didn't qualify out of the groups, you know, not to knock up stages in 28 in the previous tournament. Which was... Well, I think I think Germany of of Germany are an aging team, right? They're not, they're not a very youthful squad. And the last two tournaments that they've been in, um, including the Euro, they were okay in the Euros, but like the last two World Cups that they've been in, they've been pretty much nowhere to be found. They've what they were knocked out. Were they knocked out in the group stages last tournament as well? Twenty eighteen, yeah, yeah. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. So two tournaments on the bounce. One of the world, the world's perceived best teams or potential best teams have been kicked out. They've got th- these teams have got. This team, sorry, Germany has players like Narbury. Um, mm. used to have Muller and and Hummel yeah. and and stuff. You had you have really big, good players. If they're not playing as a team, they get found out. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's one of the best things I think Southgate's done for England. I've said it already once earlier on in this stream. It's, I think Southgate has that team building ethos built into him and if he if you do have a big name a big big player but he's a dick um he's not like he's got the ego he'll not play for us and i think that's the benefit like that's why harry kane is there and body's not anymore obviously body's a little bit on the older side but that that ego that came with with body wouldn't work in the south gear team or didn't yeah. it didn't work in the Southgate team? Correct me if I'm wrong there. I mean, one of my other problems with Southgate is when it plays is rarely start. Rashford, really. I think Gordon is rarely started. Because they have their big egos. He he kicks their ego back and says, If you if you think you're better or bigger than the badge, you're not playing. And he did he's he's proven that he wouldn't he wouldn't put them on there. Oh, Dovlaw. Hello and welcome to the call. Sorry, my fucking dad called just as she <laughs> That's typical. So, so um, Jacob's ch- chipped in on England's World Cup. I've chipped in on England's World Cup. What do you think? Uh, we, we, we played all right. <laughs> we played all right. We played all right. I wouldn't say it was anything to be like... Is coming home, but did, like, didn't we was, score the most goals? Decent. The most goals for did, the team. Yeah. How's that? How's that only all right? Or that's just, that's a scarier thing. If if your team's scoring the it's, most, we're just goal. playing boring English football. It's been the same shit for the last god knows how long. Well, where do you stand, out Like yourself, get in, self get out, or you're moderate, like in the middle. Where do you stand at the minute? Uh. The thing is, without knowing who's going to replace him, I can't really say. 
because we could just end up if we if if he does leave, we could just end up with someone worse. And more likely, we will end up with somebody worse. Um, yeah. The last, the last great manager I think England had before Southgate in terms. I'm saying like building the team and having that that feel of good potential in the tournament was probably Sven. When did, when did he manage his, what, like... Sven Goran Eriksson, that was the Rooney, Gerrard, Lampard, Scholes era. Like, 2006, no, it was earlier than that. I think it was 2000 to 2006, I think. Yeah, I think his 2006 was his last mm. era. But since then, we've had decent managers in... Um, Warren. Uh, not not decent, I mean, after that. The managers we've had: McLaren, Fabio Capello, Roy Hodgson. Yeah, now we're at- we've had, we've had great names as managers, but they just—I don't know. It, it just seems a bit lost. We still, we still. I, feel, I still feel like other countries are probably laughing at England getting knocked out and not winning, and just seeing England fans heartbroken again. It's just same old, same old. Do, do you know what? I don't think we've had an embarrassing tournament though. There's, no, was all right. Yeah, I think we did pretty well. If you if you're going to rank teams by embarrassing performances, the the worst team I think in this World Cup was Qatar. Qatar themselves yeah. were Qatar shocking. Yeah. Uh, they didn't win a game. Yeah, every game. There was a, there was a team that had worse stats than them, but um, well, they had. Minus six goal difference in the group stage. And that was just one game, I'm pretty sure. No, that was all all three of the games. They they lost yeah. all three, didn't they? Yeah. Spain being six now. I'd, I'd say Wales had a shocker of a tournament, but... Wales... No, I wasn't, to be fair, I didn't go in expecting Wales to do anything, if I'm being honest. But the, the weirdest one for me is Argentina, because they didn't they get beat by Saudi Arabia? Yeah, three nil. Yeah, they did. But so, I think at that point they'd already qualified, no? Yeah, yeah, they had. So I reckon they were just taking it easy, not trying to get anyone injured. I'm so, I do think that referees and that naturally protect Messi, and if Argentina do a foul, they'll get away with it. It's like Argentina played Poland. I think it was a knockout stage. Ref gave a penalty to Argentina, and it was not a penalty. It was not a penalty. There's quite not a lot of that going on at the World Cup there. Do you remember Argentina and Poland? Argentina got a penalty and it was never a penalty. I mean, there were quite a lot of penalties that shouldn't have been penalties. They are cheap. They are cheap. Oh, there's there's your stat for you. Canada and Qatar were the only two teams not to pick up any points in that World Cup. That's a yikes. It is a yikes. But Canada in their group, they had Morocco, Croatia, Belgium. Qatar... Croatia are pretty good. Yeah, Qatar had Senegal, Ecuador, and Netherlands. Netherlands, you wouldn't expect them to get anything from that, but like Senegal and Ecuador. I think that's t- they could have done better. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think it's a it's a bit of a freak tournament. Um, I don't think it'll ever happen again. That kind of the chop change, the politics of it all. I think that's just. Mm. I'm I'm just thankful it's in the past and. Um, yeah, it shouldn't have been in Qatar. It should have probably been in Italy or, you know, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Not 
it, the it final was, was pretty good. I enjoyed the final. Yeah, the the final, the football itself was was all right, but all the stuff mm. surrounding it was just an absolute comedy show. I was, um, waiting, for I was waiting for France in the final. But I feel like most, I think most people in England, I bet, were rooting for Argentina because they were probably wanting to wanting to say, "Oh, Messi, Messi's the goat." Well, I wanted Argentina to, to win. To be fair, I think Mbappe is a better player than Messi, and I don't know if that's a controversial opinion or not. I think <laughs> without Mbappe, France wouldn't have had a fucking chance. Exactly. You can't. We can't. Well, I don't know whether that's just. But, but without Mbappe, Mbappe being Mbappe, or the rest of the France squad just being shit. No, Pogba, they had injuries, France. Angola Kante was out. You might, he's at Chelsea, Angola Kante. Pogba mm-hmm. and Benzema were out, and there was someone else out as well. So I think if them players were in that France squad... Laporte, Laporte was out. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. Did, one of the, the best players in every position were out, essentially. Mm-hmm. So that, and I think the year... And you can say that yeah. against some of the other teams. Some of the other teams had the strongest players out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But... I think without injuries, the entire World Cup could have been completely different. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd say yes to that, apart from one thing. I think Portugal's run was exactly where I expected it to I go. I think Portugal's, yeah, Portugal would have probably still placed the same. Um, For the next year, I think France will have, of course, they'll, the injuries that they had in World Cup will, of course, definitely been, not be like that, I don't think, for the Euros. So I think if Pogba and Angola Kante... I think Benzema could still play then. And is it Latour, who was it again that was injured? Because I know Benzema, Pogba and, and Kante. Who else? Laporte. Laporte. They're all in the Euros squad for France. France could win the Euros. I know there might be, there's going to be other teams as well, but I think France do, could have a race. Do, do you know who, who surprised me recently? I know they've only got the, the, that's it, only. they got further than most teams. Um, Croatia at a minute yeah there's such a freak team they're, they're so good but I think it's a generation thing I can't yeah. see them being like this in in four or five years time um, yeah it's like Croatia right now are like Spain in 2010 like yeah Spain are still decent though aren't they but I just Spain's got this problem up front they've, they've got one out and out striker pretty much the last decade and a half and then mm. well, it was Diego Costa for a long time now it's Morata and mm. Morata is if you put him against the likes of Messi Ronaldo um, the, the big names of the big names of the world he, he doesn't stack I think, up I think Ronaldo had a shocker of a World Cup I remember yeah yeah he did um there's a few top teams that are not as good as what they used to be. Germany, Italy. No, Italy's still Italy's still great, mate. They've had a, had a terrible time qualifying, but they're still a really good team. Do you think they'll qualify for the next World Cup, Italy, or do you think it's going to be another comedy show for it? Um, they should. I, I don't see why they shouldn't. Um, they've got. Has the group's been announced yet? Not for oh no, not for World Cup, but for Euros it has. We've got Spain in our group, North Macedonia. You, I think Ukraine are in it. But I know Spain are in our qualifying group. 
Um, here France, we go. Netherlands, so that'd be a good match. France versus the Netherlands. But I think France will be top of their qualifying group. Yeah, so Italy's in our group. Italy, England, Ukraine, North Macedonia and Malta. Oh, I thought it was Spain. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll, probably, we'll lose to Italy twice. No one knows, but I think we'll win the rest of the games. We, to be fair, if we're picking up... If we say we're picking up 18 points from the other two teams, we should be qualifying. But this could be one of the few times we don't because Italy are a big, big team. They do beat us quite a lot. Um, I just, I don't know. It's things could change. You could, like I said, international football, if the, the people are breaking through, and they're putting him in these tournaments. I don't know. It's just, it's just it's in that it's a weird balance because it's not obviously club level football. It's not week in week out. It's once every three or four months. So, do you think we'll ever actually see Germany, the old Germany, come back? Powerhouse Germany, or do you think Germany will be struggling quite a while? Um, with current the current generation of players, I think Germany will struggle. Yeah. I think Germany's biggest problem is that all their old squad is now facing 19-year-olds, and they can't keep on. Yeah, because they're... It's the same with Belgium. The, the thing is, with, with the next Euros, though, Germany are guaranteed to be in it because they're hosting it. Yeah. yeah. I think Fra- France have had their downfall. France had their downfall in the 2010 World Cup. I don't think they were too great in 2014, but now look at France. I can. Do you think they've got a bright future, though, France? Their football team. Anybody saying no to that question is a little bit delusional. Exactly. Like, they've got. I would say the potential Pelé-esque of this generation coming through. Mm, and they, they do have a bright future, France, definitely. Mbappe alone could win them tournaments, but you've got to look yeah. at Portugal. And Ronaldo, he won them the Euros a couple of years back, didn't he? 2016. So you can only do that for so long. But France have produced players that are beasts. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a nice way of putting it. Um, the, 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 is it? It's Angola, Cantor, Pogba. The, the the one thing I think France needs to fix to get their football to win every pretty much every tournament that they got going is having a more competitive league. League yeah. League One has been won by PSG pretty much for the last decade. Uh, there's been one breakup of the League League One winners in that in yeah. that period. If they get a more competitive top flight league, then I think yeah, um you'll have better quality coming out of it. Whereas at the minute it's just basically PSG buying out the best players of the world and saying yeah, Marseille not too bad, but it's PSG that are mainly yeah, yeah. winning. Yeah. That a, that a um a, a little bit of a sh- not a shock but a, a good fight for the the league title at, at about three seasons ago against um uh oh, not Marseille Lyon Lyon were close yeah. to winning it the, the other year and that was it. Leon it. I feel like Toulouse are a decent side. They usually finish, you know, just outside qualifying for like Europa and Champions League. They're usually around there, Toulouse, Toulouse FC. But 
yeah, it's, it's, I do, they could win the next year in France. Might see England and France in the final. That'd be, you know, um, World Cup in general. I'd just like to see an international final between France and England in either the Euros or the next World Cup. It's, yeah, I'm just know. just trying to find the last time they didn't win it. Uh, France. France, I think it was... Oh. They won the 2018 World Cup and 98. I think it was 16-17, Nantes won... No, not Nantes, Monaco won the league. That was the last time they didn't win the league. Oh, PSG. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, Lille. Lille won it. 2020-21. I forgot about that. Anyways, <laughs> right. <laughs> Go on, finish off your point, Jacob, mate. But yeah, um, so, so yeah, France then, they do have a, they're in, where would you rank them as in like, who have like best chances to win the next Euros? Where would you put France? I put France number one. Uh, and would, where would, you put, would you put England second, or do you think there's a few? I think England teams? are fourth in in my uh, in my Euros calculator. Um, yeah, if, if, if it's uh, if it's current squads, if it's current squads, then yeah. Um, but it's not going to be current squads because it's two years down the line. Yeah, anything can change, can't it? Mm-hmm. So but it's not that far away when you think about it. Eighteen months away. Who, who's coming up in the league? Obviously, Elliot brought up Jack Clark, but who's coming up for England um, in the league or internationally for, the, for that part? Um, I'd like to say Anthony Patterson, but he, he won't be in the England club for a while. Oh, God, no. He's, he's too young. And Pickford's got that for the next six years, I think. Yeah. Um, we've already got some good players at the minute, like Grealish. Saka, Foden, Sterling, you know, but yeah, coming, I don't really know the minute, but I'm sure we do. We've got loads of potential talent coming through the uh, under 18s level, it's just yeah. And do, do Southgate goes, would like Jose or Mourinho, do you think he'd leave Roma to go to manage England? Mm. I don't think he, I don't think that's off the cards. I think that's a strange shout, but it's something he hasn't done, and I think he could try it. Darth, what do you reckon? Jose Mourinho at England, Dad. What would you say Again, to that? Jose Mourinho. Yeah, it's a strange shout. Funny press conference, at least. He, he I am Jose Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it could work. He's won trophies. He has. He's, he's a winner. Is... Mm. It's Southgate's weird. Not a winner. Southgate's not a winner. Mourinho is. So that's. I mean, if you look at it in terms of the England squads, like the last few managers, Gareth Southgate has done more for England than the others have in like half the time. Oh yeah. I mean, I think he gets. I I think South Southgate gets way too much hate. I I think he's been doing a decent job. I, I can't. Like, I can't think of anybody. Before, if you look at the English squad's performance under Southgate compared to like the last couple of managers, we have done so much 
better. Mm-hmm. With I mean, he did, he did, being he, the manager. He brought the penalty curse against Colombia in 2018. But, you know. Then in the Euros, we lost to Italy, didn't we? It felt like uh, old England back, old penalties. I don't, I don't know, you know. It's it's a bit of a... We, we did bottle it, though, because we, we were 1-0 up against Italy, and then yeah, we but sat is, back. Is that Southgate's fault, or is that the player's fault? You could you could maybe blame both, really. His tactics, really. But at the same time, collectively as a team, they bottled it, but... Mate, you, know. you say they bottled it, but we... If you look at the last... Two Euros, we've lost one game in normal time. Yeah. That, that is a decent record, considering we've played 11 games, one loss in normal time. The um, the final against Italy, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like if if he, if he if some people turned up and some didn't, it could have been a different story. It's a bit... And I think Southgate, he only brought on, didn't he only bring on Saka Shaw to do the penalties? He didn't bring mm-hmm. them on in normal time. That, that, that won't right. He shouldn't have just brought them on for penalties. He could have brought them on in the, for, towards the beginning of the second half. The pressure yes. wouldn't have been on Saka, would it? Or just bringing you on to do penalties. How much pressure that would have I think we're with a shout as a national team. I, I really do. There's, there's a lot of potential there for us. But do you know what? On to the next one. That's that's essentially it. If we if we keep Southgate on, we know his style now. I think the world knows his style now, uh, and I think it can beat a lot of these teams that are just throwing the best players together and hoping it works. If we get to the final again but lose, do you think he's going to stay, or do you think Southgate's going to go right? I've had my time. I'm going to go now. I mean, if we get to the final, he's doing something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we will for next year, or do you think we'll get out in the quarters or semis? It depends who we come up against in those knockouts. If if we come up against Germany in the first knockout, I think because they're hosts, they generally have the home advantage. So yeah, it, dep- it depends on the route. Whenever we've come up against the top team, as well as that Germany game in the Euros, we've lost like Belgium twice in 2018. Because the second time we played Belgium, that was you know when. You de- you determined to come third or fourth in the world, so we lost. Yeah, that. but but Belgium are very heavily reliant on the quality of De Bruyne and his leadership. If De Bruyne is injured, we win. We beat Belgium every every day of the week. Yeah, I think we lost to Spain twice. And I know the UEFA nations didn't big, but still have a go at doing well in it. I think we lost to Spain twice in that. Lost to the Netherlands. Um, it, it's just. I think he's too defensive. That's his issue, isn't it, with Southgate? That's where mm-hmm. the problem lies. But he's a defender. He was a defender as a player. Um, and I, I kind of like the philosophy, you can't lose if you don't concede. And if you've got a player, or strikers like um, Sterling and Kane, they'll get you goals. So build up from the back. I, I, I really mm. like that style. It works better than... Um, score more than the opposition because that allows the opposition still to score. Yeah. Do, do you disagree with that? When or? did Southgate become on? 2017, I think. Yeah. 
He took I, over I thought... from the Sam Allardyce stuff, didn't he? Okay, so... Yeah, he looks like an owl, does Roy Hodgson. That's what a lot of people said. He looks like what? An owl. An owl. <laughs> yeah. Or more like Mrs. Fire, an old woman. He looks... Oh. Uh, 2016 yeah. was apparently when uh, Southgate was appointed. Was he appointed before or after the Iceland bullshit? Not straight away. I think I don't know when he came in, but it won't, I don't think it was straight away. I, I think it was the Iceland game. I think he came in for that. I oh, no, no, it was after that tournament, wasn't it? So yeah. Um, Sam Allardyce was appointed straight after the tournament and then he was appointed after Allardyce was caught bribing. <laughs> so I just all find that funny. Um, yeah. Enough about England. Enough about the World Cup. Yeah, the, Messi, the, Mess, the Messi fans are going to be happy now. Um, they can go for them. I mean... I'm happy for him. I, yeah, I, I think him as yeah. a him as an individual, great. I, f- I do feel but like Argentina I, wanted it more. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, history is written in the books, right? The, the better player in that moment was obviously Messi. But do you know what? Yeah. Um, France will have enough time to win the next World Cup and a few more down the line. I did you? Messi's not going to be... I can't see Messi being in the next World Cup. I think... I, no, he's, he's sure going to be... Thir- I'm pretty sure this was his last one, though. Isn't he, yeah. isn't he 38 in the next World Cup? He, when is the he's next 35, World Cup? He's 35. Um, his birthday's in... Yeah, he'd be 38 coming on 39 yeah. for the next World Cup. He's not He's not going to be playing at the level he's at now in that I World Cup. I don't think Argentina will win the next World Cup. I think... They could, but I don't think they'll get as far as this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, I, I think the once his contract is up, he's going to retire. How do you think Argentina are going to be without Messi? Though, do you think they'll still be a good side? I, th- I think his leadership brought them up to to the level that they needed to be. Now that the some of them have got the World Cup medal, a lot of people are just just banging on about how good yeah, Messi was his, in that tournament. But you, his you, current contract with PSG ends June 30th next year. I reckon he's going to retire. Yeah. yeah. You're forgetting that... You, you... What else has he got to win? He I think he's won everything now. He's won everything he's, he's been in. He's literally won every trophy he can possibly get. Like, or, or he could go his to career is... He could go to the Premier League and try and win that. Yeah, he's not going to win the Premier League. Yeah, but he doesn't need to. Um, I, I was just, just thinking, though, messy aside... This is the final tournament for players like Di Maria as well. Yeah, so I don't. I think Argentina could struggle without them once they've gone. France, yeah, France will replace them. So, so France are a much younger team generally. Um, yeah, I think Fra- the France squad is probably good for uh, like five, six years. Well, how old Pogba though? Is he not getting on a bit? Yeah, uh, Pogba's like thirty, isn't he? Yeah. Pogba is twenty nine. Yeah, I was one year out. <laughs> yeah. he's, still got a lot, he's still got a lot left in him, hasn't he? He's got yeah, he's got yeah. Kante. But Benzema, I feel like he's been at France for quite a while now. I think isn't he getting on. Benzema is the same age as Messi. Yeah. Cause he played in like twenty ten actually. 
Otamendi. I'm just I'm just looking through these Argentina players and. Well, what about how, 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 how many how many how Argentina players play in Argentina of that national squad? How old's Martinez? He's thirty. Okay, so he's probably good for a while. One player in that Argentina squad plays for an Argentinian like like team River Plate, and that's uh, Franco Armani, goalkeeper. Messi actually goes. Imagine if Messi goes to play in Argentina. Could you see that happening? He's already won the Argentina league, hasn't he? I think he has. Uh, early career, no, because I think he didn't go to Barcelona as a kid. Yeah, that's Spain, isn't it? So, I, uh, you never know. He can go to River Plate and, you know, play in Argentina. I think he could just retire now, to be honest. I don't think Argentina people really care if he wins an Argentinian He's basically he's top division. Club. I think that's all he had to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, Messi is, his career is done. He's, yeah. He's, he's basically, he's completed football. He doesn't need to. Mbappe will get the same level of Messi trophy. I think, think he'll have a point where he wins everything. He's already has. Yeah, and he, so what's he won? What's Mbappe won? He's won the World Cup. He's won the French League like four times. What about Champions League? Has he won the Champions League? I don't think PSG have won it. No, I, I, they could do though in the future. Um, but he's he's already on record to to beat everybody's highest scoring tournaments. He's on like ten World Cup goals yeah. already. Got the golden boot, I think, in the World Cup. Um, yeah. Hi, DJ. By the way, welcome. How are you doing, Len? Not too bad, mate. Um, how was work? <laughs> Absolutely mental. Yeah, biggest time of the year. Actually, I was just. Uh, Head completely battered, slightly too bad. How's yourself? Yeah, just just recovering from jet lag and uh, talking about the World Cup. <laughs> you still suffering from? Yeah, mate. I I would Jesus normally Christ. I would normally be getting tired around midnight. It's what quarter past nine, and I'm dying inside. <laughs> Fucking hell! Bro. But um, yeah. That aside, it's. It, 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 you need to go anybody who wants or has the desire to to visit australia do it it's amazing um Ooh, funny <laughs> oh. i appreciated all the uh pictures you sent me as well good let's i sent the, like the e coli quokka the quok the quokka is so cute but the kids were petting them and the parents were just letting them like pull their tails and stuff. If they bite no. you, it's so, yeah, it's not good. And they're wild mm. animals, but people are stupid around animals. See, if, I saw, if I saw someone bullying an animal, I'd fucking punt them. I don't care how old you are, you're being punted. You're being drunk. They're kind of being cute, you not know, like how you are with a dog. They were like running up to a petting it, you like pull a dog. Make you pull a dog's tail. It will fucking have you. No, I don't know. They weren't like yanking at it. They were like just trying to see what it feels like. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but this is not football. This is Australia. Um, right. World Cup aside, we started to watch Sunderland um, when we uh, were in Australia. We watched the Millwall game live on stream. And 
then the next two games were a bit of a struggle for me to catch. I could watch the first 20 minutes or so in no, it was 39 minutes of the whole game and the entirety of the Millwall game. So, not Millwall, West Brom. I'm all over the place. Like I said, I'm tired. The West Brom game. What are your thoughts on that West Brom 2-1 defeat? I feel like that's what caused us to lose and subs weren't great as well. I think he left Tony Mowbray left it too late, to be honest. That so, was that was my ultimate feeling as well. Substitutes were 20 minutes too late. I think we should have been starting making the subs at about the 50th, 55th, 60th minute mark and just weren't done. I'm guessing Darth doesn't really know because he wasn't watching that match. Um, welcome Mate, along, I've been Robin. I've by half eight, nine-ish most <laughs> I've been knackered. You're, you haven't my even got shit in the leg. kicking my ass, dude. <laughs> good. It's good to be busy. Um, it is, but it also means I don't get anything done. <laughs> like, watch. Watch your friend's team. <laughs> watch my friend's football team and support them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DJ, what did you think of the West Brom game? I thought it was a carbon copy of the game. I thought it was a good first part from the lads. Are you, ta- um, are you talking on your phone, DJ? I am. I have come into the sitting room because the boys are in the sitting room and they're making a bit of noise. Uh, it's just you, you might cut out a little bit when you're. Um, speaking, I don't know if you're too close or too far away from the microphone. Just I can we can hear you, but you're cutting in and out. That's all. Yeah, that can. can try oh, that. that, that Why are you doing now? That's that's much better. All right. No, I, I was saying it's just a carbon copy of the Burnley match. To be honest with you, um, apart from West Brom didn't score as many goals. Third world first half. It was like we. Um, Underestimated them, and um, second half, and, and mm-hmm. they. I drive us the second half, and we didn't contain them. Yeah, they didn't. They had far too much room on the wings. There was nobody closing them down. I mean, the amount of crosses they were getting in, um, and they're a big team. Obviously. Yeah, it's like um, we just. I don't know. I just well, we're too plucky. Thinking we've got the game won or whatever, but um, yeah, less than second half, but definitely agree with you. Like the. The tubs were way too late. I mean, West Brom, we could see West Brom was starting to come back into the game way, way, way before the um, substitute mm-hmm. came in. And we could see what was happening. It's like, look, and they could tell in the atmosphere that they didn't like it, really, really quiet. They knew that the fact like um, West Brom turning the game on its head. Yeah, yeah um, I think we, we showed them way too much respect as well. We, 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 we've done that so many times where we've. Um, we did it a lot last season as well, where we were generally quite soft. Once we take the lead, we'd, we'd try and settle it down and, and slow it down and, and, and contain what we've got. But it doesn't work with Sunderland. Um, we've got to get seconds. We've got to get thirds because when we start to withdraw, it, it, it kills the, the momentum and it invites them on and, and we get bullied off the ball I do think both of the West Brom goals were, if we had VAR, would have been ruled out. The first one, obviously, that fell. And 
The second one I thought was slightly offside. <laughs> but they were both given, and we, we were generally at fault for um, allowing those opportunities in the first place. Jacob, we was... should have shown the same aggression in the first half instead, as you say, given them the Just pick your pistol. Yeah. Jacob, what do you reckon, mate? What's your no, input? I think we did. We were a bit too, like you know, generous with West Brom, and yeah, there was that. I think the second goal from the counter is the ball out, so it would have been a throw into Sunderland. So yeah, they, that definitely. I didn't. Re- I don't think I saw the first goal, but I did see the second one. I remember you showing like a replay. The ball went out by the pitch. That was it. It's not an offside. Yeah, yeah, that was it. It went over the. It went over for a throw in. That was yeah. it. It's just refer that referee was he. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> was he was he uh, giving a his little couple of hundred quid under the in the brown envelope kind of thing? Um, yeah. The referees hate us. I know that. Uh, I don't know. I think referees just generally hate being. Slagged off, and we slag them off a lot more than most other fans. Um, the amount of the amount of games you hear, you're not fit a referee at Sunderland, or the referees are wanker. I know every team and every club generally has those chants, but we seem to be a lot louder than most, and I think that would piss me off too if I was the ref. Um, so that so West Brom get their fourth win on the bounce, and. They've leaped out of that bottom three. Uh, they're now in 16th, thanks to some really good points picked up um, against teams that should be beating them. Um, and that then moves on. Then the entire league is back into full action, and we play Hull. The Hull game, like I said, only experienced the first 39 minutes and then caught up when I got back from Oz. And... All the action seemed to happen in the second half. Um, DJ, oh, I gotta head off. No worries, right, stuff. We'll thanks, for, thanks for jumping in, mate. Catch you on the next one. Yeah. So, DJ was streaming this, and watching DJ stream back, you can see just the roller coaster of emotion that that whole game, which is the game that is on the the YouTube video, um, scrolling through, um. We give away a penalty for four minutes in the second half, which was absolutely stupid. They miss it. Another 15 minutes pass. Elliot Embleton gets sent off, gets injured, and is likely to be out here for a couple of months, by the looks of things. Um, somehow it's still nil-nil after all of that. Then we go up, we get a penalty, we score a penalty, and we're 1-0 up. All the luck seemed to be going in our favour, even though all of like, the initial decisions were against us. And then, yeah, a couple of minutes before the end of the whistle, the whistle goes, Hull gets a leveller and just <laughs> brings us back down to typical Sunderland. Um, DJ, because you had the, the stream going and it's a bit more raw for... <laughs> what, what was the key moments for you in that game? Um, Craig, yeah, it was it was a very very weird game. It was like 
Yes, son. Two seconds. I'll ju- I'll jump to Jacob mate, while you we sort out your kid. Uh, Jacob, jump in. Well, I think first half was just dull. It was probably like watching chess. <laughs> chess is more exciting than that, mate. You have at least some action happening in those forty-five minutes. And I mean, Hull, though, man, really, we can't beat Hull. The penalty shouldn't have been a penalty. The red card should not have been a red card. It should have been at least a yellow. You mean at most? I do mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That yellow, that red card for Elliot Hamilton, I think is a red card. I know his studs are on show, and yeah, he does end out worse for wear for it and does get injured off the back of it. But for me, if I'm looking at it as a referee, I'm saying that Elliot Hamilton should have been red carded. And. I know that's not a popular opinion across Sunderland fans, but that 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 red card got Mowbray in action. He made three subs straight after it, and that's when Sunderland decided to. Do you know what? If we if we're not careful, we're going to get frounced. We're going to get absolutely walked over here. So, um, so you can give people credit for that, can't you? Yeah, you can give you can give the Stuart return. You can give the Stuart goal. You can give just the revamp of Sunderland to that Elliot Embleton uh, Elliot Embleton incident. Yeah. So, yeah, and the I red think, card I think is over, overzealous. Sorry, mate. Yeah, go for it. All right. I think now that we got Stuart, I think we're going to be more confident going into games. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, I just think we might be getting better results now with now that in. I'm not just saying Stuart because we've got other players as well, Sims as well. Mm-hmm. So Stuart and Bennett, you know. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be a good second half of the season. I think. I, I I think we've got we've got two fixtures coming up in the next week. You've obviously got the Boxing Day match, and then you've got the is it the first day of the 29th? Our um, uh, Wigan game. That's the Wigan. Yeah, I think that's the Wigan, Wigan game's the last one of the year. Um, yeah, I think in those two games, we I'm taking Blackburn. I'm I'm a little bit reserved around. I think Blackburn are a quality team. Yeah, they lost against Nottingham Forest four one, but Nottingham Forest are a Premier League team with the infrastructure now behind them. So I don't know. Uh, I don't think Blackburn are a team that sit on losses and, and dwell on them. We, though, Sunland, I think do a little bit more than most teams because if Blackburn dwelled on their defeats, right, they wouldn't... The, the start of the season, they won one, lost one, won one, lost one. They, they generally just take each game as it comes. Um, mm. I, I think they can brush off a loss quicker than we can brush off mm. dropping two points. It so, could easily be on Boxing Day. Boxing Day could mm. easily be... It could easily be a draw, yeah. I, I could see it. us could we could be beaten as well. But luckily, with the early kickoff, our match and the Watford match sets the momentum for the rest of the league. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I just think we need to be a little bit cautious around it. But also, we're at home against Blackburn. 
Boxing Day, the stadium light is going to be packed out because they've done promotions on cheap tickets for Christmas and um, our Boxing Day matches usually, if it's at home, the more the the biggest match attended in the yeah. in the league that season. Um, we've seen Boxing Day as well in a few years. I feel like we did, you know, I can't remember how we did last season on Boxing Day, but I do, did I do we, remember. Did we draw? Boxing Day 2021. Yeah, last season. I don't know. I mean, I do remember beating Bradford, but that was our first season of league. Really. Yeah. Uh, December 27th last year, we beat Doncaster 3-0. We didn't play a boxing day. No. And that was at Doncaster. Yeah, I remember that game. We well that day. So, yeah, uh, the last time Sunderland, let's see, uh, the year before that, 2020, uh, we didn't play from the 15th to the 2nd. The 15th of December to the 2nd of January, we didn't play. 2019 would have been, I think, the last time we played on Boxing Day. Boxing 2019 would have been cancelled because of COVID, right? No. Oh, was that? Oh, the 2019 was Bolton 0-0. Nil, nil. Yeah, I remember that. I think, I think we I think we had a goal disallowed or something like that. So, yeah, after Christmas, I, I don't know how professional our players are. I think some of them will be obviously celebrating Christmas with their family and that might impact it. But we generally do okay. But I don't think the goal fests generally on Boxing Day. So I'm I'm just saying as as Sunderland fans, be cautious, be be optimistic, but be realistic as well. We're, we're not going to be walking away with a seven nil win or anything like that. Um don't get me wrong, it'd be fucking hilarious if we do win seven tight game you know like a close to one game i think we could maybe get a late winner yeah yeah (laughs) that's what she said (laughs) um yeah yeah go for it yeah it was a strange game i mean and jacob had uh joined us and stuff and it was I don't know how to describe it. It was just like, like the World Cup, the, the players had a World Cup hangover or something that was like, it was just mismatch, no rhythm in the, in the player as well. Maybe they could have brought Stuart on a bit more time. Um, but yeah. I think a draw was a sort of fair result. It was like, you know, they, they turned up some, but the mind hadn't. Uh, I don't. I don't think we turned up all that much, though, mate. To be honest, the first if the first half's anything to go by, I don't think either team cared. Look at first half. Um, Embleton, it was definitely standing up like that. But that was just a stupid, ridiculous challenge, and the fans just blatant them up for the the whole game. Like we just feel like you might be missed and stuff. So you're in agreement with me? It was it was a definite red. It was it was it was a reckless. When when you first look at it, you think, like, "What the hell's going on?" But you know, his legs were all over the place. He came in high flying and stuff, and uh, yeah, it was it was a stupid reckless challenge, and he didn't even make it. To be honest with you, challenge that the pitch, whereabouts the pitch was. Yeah. It was stupid. Yeah, uh, I'm hundred percent on on board with that. I don't think all of our fans are though. 
Um, some see it as quite soft because obviously he's the person that ended up injured. But as you said there, mate, reckless. He was not in control of that situation. And it's kind of it kind of reminds me of you no know, one's a kid jumps off a garage roof and they they, they cry because they've they've twisted their ankle or something. It, that's what it gave me that vibe. So your stupidity caused your injury there. Um, at least he at least he was trying. That's the one thing I think we've we were lacking in that game. He was trying to amp us up, and he did. We. After that moment, like there was three subs, everybody's like, right, we need to we need to dig down and do something here. Stuart comes on, the rest of the, the <laughs> two other subs come on, and they just work. Um, we get the goal. Um, I could see the equaliser coming though. It was that sort of game. It was like mm-hmm. when we were down to ten men, like the minute, the minute we scored, like at the back of my mind, like hey, how long is it going to last this? And we didn't last really long enough. Did. When we're 10 men, I think scoring after going down to 10 men, it is doing that, let's rest rest on our laurels. And it hasn't ever worked for us doing that. Um, well, it hasn't worked for us for a good couple of years, at least. Um, I was happy with the point, I mean, to be honest with you, we went down to 10 men. I was happy with coming away with a point. Definitely better than coming away with nothing. You've got to see mm. what you can. And we did. And people were saying, oh, we should, we should beat Hull because they're in the bottom half of the league. It's not necessarily the case. I mean, you know, yeah, it's it, everything's tricky in this league. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean because they're third or bottom or so at the time. doesn't mean, you know, that's their true position. Just like we were thinking against West Brom, the third or bottom will walk over the league. You know, yep. You can't <laughs> And yeah, I think that's the exact sentiment I've, I've got with um, our next match as well. We can't be saying, "Oh, um, Blackburn are definitely going to thrash us," because everybody, t- every, I think this league's pretty much the, the testament of anybody can beat anybody on the day. Uh, Adam, welcome along, buddy. FTMS, FT, FTM, FTM. A point better than nothing. Win on Monday. Happy days. Are ahead. So, do we think we're going to be beating Blackburn on Monday? I know. No. What? No. No. What's di- what you're saying for your prediction then, DJ? Um, yeah, sorry, I've not done predictions. I need to catch up with that. Um, I think that would be a carbon copy of the the Ewood Park as well. Two nil loss. Yeah. Blackburn, okay. I think they're just too strong for us. I mean, I hope, I hope I'm wrong, but uh... mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, it's it's just putting your realistic cap on, isn't it, Jacob? I think you said two nil to Sunderland. Nah, t- two one Sunderland. Two one Sunderland. Yeah, I, th- I think it'd be hard, but we might just edge it, and anything can happen in the Christmas period. So. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to get a full start or not. I don't know. But whenever, whenever we lose or predict is, oh, we're going to lose, what happens? We end up putting a decent performance in. I, he, he did say, DJ did say we were going to get beat by Burnley and we did end up getting beat. <laughs> yeah. So it's not always the case where he thinks we're going to lose and we don't. I remember we played Huddersfield and DJ went, we're going to lose it. What happened? 
Are we putting the best performance of our season? Yeah, it's nowhere they'll score. Oh man, that when I was watching that uh, Millwall game in in the the hotel, and I was like, they're not scoring. You need to be optimistic, DJ. Come on. And then they score, and I was like, oh for fuck's sake! <laughs> I thought you jinxed it, but huh. I don't, well, you, you saw something I couldn't, and I was just trying to be positive. It was just yeah. It's not the knife for it, was it? Dean saying the three-two win for Sunderland as well. I think I'm going to go for a two. Do you know? What? I want to say a two-two draw. I think both teams will be scoring quite a lot in this one. It's it's a weird one. Um, when would it against Blackburn if, if that's the case? I, I think we can. Go, I think we'll probably go behind at some stage against them. So I've just just been doodling and and writing down everybody's predictions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the Blackburn game is going to be interesting. Um, obviously, we'll be doing a live stream on my channel for that. DJ, are you doing one? Boxing Day. Boxing Day live stream, yeah. Um, I don't know. I might be going to um, a family member's Boxing Day do well. Yeah, yeah no, no. No worries, mate. If you if you've got family stuff, do family stuff. It is the holiday season. But um, if anybody's looking for the live stream, obviously I'll be still here. If you want to join in on the call, feel free to do so. Um, Have you spoke about um, the situation with Ross Stewart? Obviously, I've missed most of the show because we I mean, still haven't signed a new contract. Mm. What do you think? What do you think he's gonna go? That that's a good point, and no, we haven't not yet. Um, so oh, the. Yeah. Ross Stewart's situation with the transfer, I think if he does go at the market value we've listed at, fine. We've we've survived what nine, ten games? No. It was twelve twelve games, I think, without him, and we pretty much did alright. We didn't do as good as we wanted to, but three million, who in that league who in our league could we buy for three million? That is fit. Match ready on fire um, we could buy players from uh, Scott Hogan as an example we could buy um, Will Keane from Wigan um, if if Esperton as well he, he did alright obviously missing that penalty against us on weekend but he's he's getting lost in that whole team there's, there's loads of options in the league that are cheaper than Ross and we could what use his money well Ross Stewart, though. Um, I, I, I do, I do like Loch Ness drug, but don't get me wrong. But I don't think it's going to be the end of the world if he does be if he is sold. I just think we need a replacement or two in um, in the striker positions in his place because otherwise we're yeah we're going to be struggling for goals. How do you think Sims has done since he's come back? Like he got he got quite he got slated there. Against Hull, saying he's 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 going to turn and circle with an old CEO banker and think, oh, well, this is this is what the fans are saying on the on the chat and stuff. What Sims? I think he's a he's a half decent striker. I just don't think he's. I don't think he's comfortable with Sunderland as a team, or a place. Um. I, I, it doesn't seem to be a hundred percent of what he's capable of at Sunderland. He's still bagging goals for us, so I'm happy with it. Um. He's scored the same amount as Diallo so far this season. He's played less minutes than him. 
Um, ah, he, he's a he's a good half decent striker who is um, free Raul on a free says Adam. It'll cost too much to call you from America. Stream much cheaper. Fair enough, Adam. Thank you. Um, Flapping a little bit in his box, like indecisive on a few crosses. He was like coming out, and then there's always a bit of He was, he was, he was hesitant on quite a few times. So, well, against the, the whole match, probably a few Yeah, but man, with with Patterson, he's a young, he's a young player, isn't he? He's he's gonna learn more. What's right? What's wrong? He's gonna be more situationally aware than more players. He's what twenty two. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not. He's a, he's a, he's, a, he's he's not a kid anymore, but he's still in the. He's. I'm just looking here. He's played a grand total of fifty-two professional games. That's it. He's, oh, he's not. He's not going to be like the likes of Pickford or I don't know. Um, Pickford took a long time to get as good as he was. I think once he gets around the hundred game mark, so in a season or two's time. Patterson will will be sold on, and he'll be a Premier League player. He'll be a Premier League keeper, without a doubt. You just need to try and keep him as long as possible. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying he's not going to develop. He's just going to that on that game. What he what he was like, he was in, he was like sort of he wasn't confident. In it. Yeah, he's just he's just not. He's not mature enough right now to be a world world what's he called it? World Cup <laughs> class keeper for England or anything like that. But he is he's getting there. Um kids make mistakes as well, I think. As long as it doesn't lead to lots of goals against us, I think we're alright. That's ultimately the keeper's job. He can make a silly pass if it doesn't go in. Who cares? Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've more than more than seven, like I don't think we'll be in the playoffs this season. I mean, I think it would be a bonus if we did, but uh, I don't think we're going to go down. I, I think at this moment in time, with the current squad we've got, we're going to do the transfer window in January. Uh, I think we're in a nice settle. Mid table, just below, just above mid table, sort of thing. Yeah, somebody in the in the middle of the pack for us. Um, with yeah, I'm I'm just thinking with or without getting rid of Stuart. Say getting rid. We're either going to re-sign him for three and a half years or we're not. It's as simple as that. Um, but we need a new striker regardless if he stays or not because he's been injured. Sims has been injured. Diallo could get. Um, Recalled, he's been on fire. Um, our attacking options are getting slimmer and slimmer. We need, I think, comfortably as a squad, we need five strikers, five dedicated forwards, um, for that rotation, for that competition. Um, would you be happy with another loan player? Like, another do you think Sonnen should get get a player signed properly? Um, for the rest of the season, a loan player would be fine, ideally, a full signing, but you, you rarely ever get full signings in January. Like, that's yeah. stick with you long term. Stuart being an exception to that, obviously. Um, but we got Stuart because we got Wyke on the way out, didn't we? And that was the Lee Johnson stuff. 
Wyke knows he was on the way out. He was on fire for us. And, um, yeah, it, it's... I think Ross Stewart's in favour with Mowbray. It's... I don't think that Wyke situation's going to re-unfold. Re but... Like, I thought it was similar to the Magic situation with Stewart. Do you know what I mean? If he goes, it could be because of money, but... I don't know. It's 100% going to be about money, mate. It's three point. It's it was it three million. That is is currently being marketed that, which I think is a absolute steal. Um, but if he goes to a Scottish I, team, I think that's probably an expensive striker in Scotland, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, but with Maja, with the money we offered for Will Grigg, we should have given that to Maja. They've offered that to Maja, and then potentially Maja would have stayed at Sunderland. Yeah, but I don't think Magister at Sunderland though long term is. I don't think it would have changed all that much. Um, Magister at Sunderland is very much like what's the ginger kid called? Duncan Watmore. Duncan yeah. and Duncan Watmore, pretty much the same career at Sunderland. Absolutely on fire for half a season, and then injuries lack of support from the manager and basically rooted out to the next best club that is suitable for them Magic went to Fulham right and what more to, to... then I think he went on, on to Fulham then back to Bordeaux then on then I think it Covid season Bordeaux again but then last season he was on loan at Stoke and then he's gone back to Bordeaux now he's back at Bordeaux so. he likes the French leagues then yeah and Bordeaux don't get me wrong it's a nice place but you know, it's... yeah, it is what it is. Um, probably, probably better weather than Sunland, <laughs> not, not by much. Bordeaux's no. probably one of the rainiest places in France, Sunland. but yeah, um, how do you think the manager Tony Morgan? Do you think he's the second half of the season? Do you think he's doing all right? Um, at the minute, I'm not impressed. Uh, I was much more impressed with Lee Johnson than I am with Mowbray. Would um, you say that? Results. Resu results matter. I know it's in a different league, but results matter. Um, I Obviously, Alex Neal's a, 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 a freak to the stats for Sunderland. That 18-game streak, I think, will be rarely replicated. And when it does, we'll absolutely have to have a world-class manager in place. Um, not this caretaker head coach situation. So I'm not impressed. I'm putting him on par with Dick Grayson at the minute. It's There's a lot of work to be done. He, he I think he's got the backing of the players. I think most managers have. Um, I think they see him as more like a granddad figure than a manager or a, um, a leader. If that makes sense. I think they just see him as he's been there, done that, and he's got a, an older philosophy that people are playing to. I, I don't know. Get us, get us like five wins on the bounce, back to back wins, maybe three wins on the row, uh, three wins, three wins in a row. Then I'll think he's actually he knows what he's doing. But we've we've struggled to string results together, and that for me is a sign of a. Mid manager, yeah. I wouldn't be if he went. Put it this way, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't love him when we got him. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wouldn't miss him if he went. That's the way I feel. 
I, I think he's doing an okay job, and that's all I can really say about it. It's nothing to be writ home about. Um, we're in the mid-table for a reason, right? Yeah. What do you reckon of Mowbray then, Jacob? Yeah, I'd say okay. I mean, there are things to maybe criticise him for in some again, but I think he's not shit like Phil Parkinson or David Moyes, but, you know, I mean, I won't pick... He wasn't my first choice when we got him, but after doing more research on him, I thought he's he, not too bad because he did stabilise Blackburn in the championship. But me, he can do a really good job given the right backing. I just don't know if Sunderland is backing him and with his with his choices. I think he's doing the best of what's available, but I think the sign of a great manager is doing great jobs with what you've got and then exceeding it. The like I know the name Sean Dice was whacked around a lot, but the results that Dice pulled out of what the players he had at Burnley for that decade in the Premier League, there's nothing short of just phenomenal, and I don't think Mowbray is there. Yeah, um, I think he could be there with the right players. I just don't know if we've got. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've got the money. So we went, we went back to manager, and Davis took full control as owner. And if say like, right, we finished mid table, and Mowbray somehow decided to leave. Yeah, and you speaking of Sean Dyche, if Sean Dyche, and we went back to manager, if Sean Dyche came to Sunderland, do you think he could do a job at Sunderland, Sean Dyche? Yeah, I think I think Sean Dyche could do a job at anywhere. Um, yeah. I don't know why, but that, that statement there just reminded me of uh, when the... Was it Gary or Phil uh, went to Valencia and proper fucked it up? Um, it was a Phil. It was a Phil Neville that went to Valencia and he was there for like two and a half months and their team just went from uh, mid to absolutely in the toilet. I don't remember... I think it was Phil Neville, but that 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 scenario that you're describing there is uh, just brings back. Uh, no, it wasn't Phil. Was it Gary? It must have been Gary. I know David Moyes went to a Spanish. I think it might have been Real Sociedad, and he didn't do do great. Yeah, it was Gary Neville in Valencia in 2015-16. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some some people some people are really good at football, know how they're talking, but probably really enjoyed the weather then. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was there from December to March twenty fifteen to sixteen. He played Spain, Valencia, is it Italy? Spain. 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 Um Yeah. I, I just I don't know. It's I think the manager situation needs to needs to change this head coach not not being able to pick their players that they want is you'd bring manager back oh absolutely yeah I, I don't think this head coach bullshit is doing our club any favors sorry so, if that offends any people or whatever but it, it, it the the lack of backing for the person who's in charge of the people who plays the games and gets us points 
it's a bit weird. This direct, this is it. Speakman, that's the director of football. Yeah, would you why get rid of him? yeah. Why why is he picking the players, but then doesn't pick the players for the match days? It's because he's not qualified in coaching. He's not qualified by. He's not um, certified by the FA to be a manager. The people who have been certified as um, people managers, as coaches, as um, knowing the game inside and out, all of the rules. That's why we have Mowbray there. But if Mowbray was the director of football and a coach, that's just a manager, right? It's giving two people one job. So you'd prefer that. Speakman goes, we have Dreyfus as full owner, and then you get Mowbray as manager. The, the owner situation's um, separate to all that, to be honest. The, the ownership is just where um, they delegate the money down to. Think of it like a restaurant. What you, do, what you have at the minute is a duty manager and a floor manager. The floor manager mm. is Mowbray and the duty manager just picks, picks people to be on shift. That's essentially what we have at the minute. Whereas what we want is the duty manager to also be the floor manager, pick the players, pick the people who are going to be on staff, pick the, pick the people who are going to be performing on the day and going from strength to strength teams work better when they haven't got two two voices telling them what to do if i yeah. if, if i told you to go left and um dj told you to go right and we have that for 11 players some will pick left and some will pick right that's that's essentially why we have some confusion with our players and especially this um ross stewart situation what if we had a manager what the manager would do this is completely like theoretical, by the way. It's not. It's not possible with our current setup. The manager will go up to uh, Ross Stewart. And says, "What do you want from Sunderland? What can we do to keep you here? And how much is it going to cost us?" Those are the three questions that will be asked, and then they'll be told. At the moment, he's got to do that. What What do you want to do to be in the squad? What do you want to do to keep match fit? And what do you want to do to um, be competitive in, in your position? That's the conversation he's having with Mowbray. But that, how much we've got to pay you? What kind of lifestyle do you want around your job? Um, that's all going through Speakman. And that's the two conversations. Speakman saying, well, if we offer you this, this is our budget. It, it just doesn't match. It just really doesn't match and it doesn't work long term for clubs. It, it does fix clubs the way we've got set up at the moment, but I think we're in the building phase and that building phase says, get rid of director of football, put in a manager who says, I want these players and we'll go from there. If we had Dreyfus as full owner, would you be happy with that? If he's like... Mm -hmm. I'd be happy with that. I'd, 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 I'm at the point where, because he's the majority owner at the moment, I'm content. I'd, I don't mind it. So you still think Sunderland can be secure and not worry mm -hmm. about going down or being in debt if we have Dreyfus as full owner and Mowbray as manager without a director? Yeah, I, I, I think I'm pretty comfortable in Sunderland's position for the championship. I'd be really, really concerned if we we were fighting for promotion and the clubs in the current infrastructure that it's at, at the moment. DJ? Yeah. We're probably going to go back to manager soon. I hope so. DJ? It needs to be sorted. It should have been sorted a long, long time ago. 
I've <clears throat> been a fan in the court for um, to get back to the manager who has control of the, of the signing. I just don't, I just don't know what the philosophy is behind it. I swear they're doing it at the cut and column and chief for that. I just, I just don't know. I mean, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. It doesn't, doesn't suit someone's football club. Yeah. Um, get a manager with a bit more control and we can get a bit of stability back into the team. It all could have been sorted out when we got promoted against Wickham. We could have said, right, we'll go back to manager maybe, but would it have worked under Neil? Neil as a manager. Oh. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, like I, said, I think we, we said this quite a lot when Neil was head coach. Um, we wanted somebody in a management position. We still don't have that. Um, but our wants and the stability of the club might be not aligned. Um, I'm going to use that restaurant analogy again. It's like us being at a meal. We're, we're all sat down. We're the fans of the club. We're all having a meal. And we want dessert. But our parents, the Sullen Club, can't afford dessert. So... We, 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 we're screaming for it, we want it, and it's the best thing for us and everybody around it. The parents know, like, giving you dessert will appease them, will give us all what we want, um, but it's not viable at the minute. I think what we need to do as a club is to get that finance and that infrastructure at a viable stage so that we can then, for the next season, have that dessert. Sorry if that's confusing, but... Um, that's the you get you get where I'm going out with it. it. Just let's steady the ship, make sure the ship's fully steady. I don't want I don't want to become like a Chelsea. So Chelsea has that head coach slash um, director of football situation. I don't know if you knew that, <laughs> and it it has obviously worked for them. The the top three of the Premier League for the last like six years on the bounce. Yeah. Um, so it does work at some clubs, but I don't think Sunland all that. I think we just like that one figurehead at the top, and that's who we go to to blame and to celebrate. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, we're not at the minute. The good times are starting to come back with Sunland. It's not like we're in the grey cloud at the minute. Oh. No, no, I think I think we're in a good a good state. I don't think we're in a brilliant state. That's ultimately where I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have anything to worry about, like going back down or going into debt or shit like that, but you know. Yeah. So the the seasons are gone and how quick at years fly around as well as more. It's like um you know what do you think our goal is next season if we stay in this league? Would you be happy if, if just consolidating the championship for another season? When, when do you put, put that push for maybe with them? So what I'd expect from Sunderland, and this is... Um, I, I don't think that, that weird. Um, I would expect Sunderland to staple where we're at in this league. So wherever we finish in this season, that's where I think our minimum standard is going forward then I'd expect at least a three place jump on wherever we finish next season so if we finish 10th I want us to finish 7th next season if we finish 17th I want us to finish 14th next season I want to see that progression up and that progression up will be 
the youth starting to come through, the player quality starting to shine, our business prowess like starting to making the club in a more financially stable position. We make signings that are not just throwing money at people. It's the best players for the best positions. That's that's where I want us to be at. Um, so if we do finish, I don't know, if we finish seventh, I want us to finish fourth in the playoffs next season because we've proven in a struggling, cementing season of what is possible for Sunderland. Do you disagree with that or do you have different ideas? I agree. Um, like, so first season in championship, 10th. Second mm-hmm. season, 7th. Mm-hmm. And yeah, progressively aiming higher each season, yeah. The, wor- the worst thing I think Sunderland could do is what Birmingham City, Stoke, um, what they've done in the championship. They've basically said, this is where we're finishing and that's, that's acceptable. Um, Stoke have been 14th to 17th for the last four seasons, I think. And Birmingham, yeah, really. Birmingham just said, "I want to stay in the, I want to stay in the championship." That they don't care where they finish. Mike, I, hello. I can't oh. see us. To be fair, I can't see us doing that. You I do can, think yeah. mid table where you know, like tenth, tenth this season, and then just out, just outside the first next season, and then mm-hmm. even the, the next season. So yeah. So you asked the question, DJ. What what's your answer to that? But you you asked the question. What 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 do you see is acceptable? Um. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. I mean, the size of the club. I mean, there's no excuse really for us to slowly get better and better and progress. Um. Of course, it all depends on what the owners are wanting. Quill mm-hmm. um, Dreyfus is very, very still very quiet. A lot of fans still don't know much about him or what his drive, what his goal is. What his ambition is, mm. but so there's no the size of this club. There's no, there's no reason why we should be looking down on the league at some point rather than just keep looking up, saying like, oh my god, no, it's not good. West Brom look good, Blackburn look good. We're only going to walk this league, you know. It could eventually get to the stage where you know the teams will be seeing freaking out going to pick this league. I think that's where we need to be into. Mm-hmm. I agree, man. There's no reason why we're not. We're not a Millwall, or we're not a, you know, not an average Blackpool. Or, you know, we are we are potentially a big club, and there's no reason why we can't. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Um, we we should be we should be fighting to be up and around in the prem. <laughs> We've got the fan base for it. I don't know how. Sorry for coming in late. What's the news on Ross Stewart? Are they selling him in the January, win- January transfer window? So we discussed it kind of, um, Mike. We It kind of wraps in with this, what's acceptable for the club and, and our future. We, we, we want, if we do sell him, we want, well, obviously we want top dollar for him, but we, I think we expect to at least get one or two direct replacements for him in his position because... If he like, we we survived eight. No, I said it earlier on. I've got the number. We survived twelve games without him, and we did okay. We 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 were mid table, up and down, probably anywhere between was it fifth to sixteenth. 
So we've been in that middle block of the table the entire time he was injured. Now he's back. I think I think we can fly up the table, but if we do sell him, we'll still be in that mid block. So I'm not overly concerned for this season. I don't expect us to be it will cost 20, 15 to 20 million to replace him. Really? Isn't he only worth like three? That's a that's a big markup. So we need to 5x his current value to replace him. And we need to keep him. And we def definitely need to keep him if that's that's the case. Because we've got him in contract for um another 18 months, right? Was it six months? Do you Dave Revenue? Is he um I thought his contract was until summer twenty three. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is six months. <laughs> there you go. I'm I'm thinking it's twenty twenty one for a second there. Jesus. <laughs> um right. Anyways. On to Blackburn on the weekend. Then it's Wigan before the new year. And I'm kind of cautiously optimistic to get a striker of similar quality. Uh, do you think... This this is just a, a little bit of a curveball. Not Esperton, um, who missed the penalty against us on the weekend. Do you think yeah. he would be a good replacement or a good... Um, a good player for Sunderland and do you think it's possible that he would come to us I don't know much about him actually but he's um, one of the few players this season's actually scored a hat-trick yeah yeah give him a go but I know there's another player I want who probably won't come to Sunderland and he's been at us before and that's Semenyo he, and he's the player who I would like to get but Semenyo, I think he's. Yeah. I think he's Premier League, mate. I think he's out of our price range. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the one, the game where he scored a hat trick because I think it was was it the Stoke game or? There you go. No, it was a Coventry game. He scored a brace against West Brom and then he scored a hat trick the game after. Um, two games before that, he scored two against Hull. So. He's a he's a player who likes a good sh flash in the pan, good good couple of weeks, and then he goes back into obscurity. But I think he's he's definitely a player that we could could use. Uh, I heard ten million for the sale for the sale bin. Don't know if that's true. Middlesbrough were the ones looking at it. Are you talking about? Do you think? I thought Ross Stewart was only going for three million. Could be three million, yeah. Ross Stewart, yeah, three point five million. That's all he's estimated at. Yeah, I just, I just don't want to let him go. I know. I'm I sure wouldn't. No, I wouldn't let him go at that value if it, if it's going to cost fifteen to twenty million to get somebody of his same caliber. Um. Which also tells me that that estimated value is way off. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm going to wrap up the stream um, because we're well over. Uh, we're into the hundredth minute, so 
Thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is also going to be an audio podcast on um, Spotify, all good major streaming things. You just need to search for the Mackham Football Show and you can listen to this back at your leisure. Um, so feel free to do that. I want to say goodbye and catch you on Boxing Day for the, what's the team? Blackburn game. <laughs> so see you in a bit. See you guys. Have a good Christmas. Yeah. Have a good Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>